0: Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film
1: franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm... Wait. Is that Gerard Butler in the background? I mean, I'm
2: Alex. (laughs) And I'm Britton, here to ask the uh, age-old question, what if Daniel Craig used his Knives Out accent in the new James Bond? I think it would go a little something like this. Uh, Well, yes, hello. My name is uh, Bond James Bond, and uh, it does uh, appear that Blofeld is up to his uh, usual mischiefs and chicaneries uh, once again. But fortunately, I have my trusty uh, Walther PPK uh, that I could use uh, to to end his reigns of terror. Alex, do you know what the the PPK
3: does stand for in Walther PPK? No, but I would love for you to enlighten me. Oh, well, it stands for Pretty Pretty Cool, because that's my kind of entire situation. Now, I know you're probably thinking, James, uh, you did misspell the word cool, but you see now where I come from, uh, we don't have the luxury
2: of uh, time. If the moment you start uh, fussing and fiddling over letters and such, uh, that is when an alligator gets you. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, we don't have we have no time for spelling and no time to die, which brings me to my new film. Uh, I'm back with all of my friends. Uh, no time to die. It comes out later, and uh, is you're going to see Rami Malek from Night at the Museums it will be in the film. And we are going on a globe-trotting race around the world. Uh, there will be women's and uh, it'll be a very interesting time to see me James Bond and all my wonderful inventions and now let us see if britain can get back into his regular voice <laughs> because this uh mask is a heavy as lead Huh. sorry guys i uh, i was overcome by something there <laughs> how you guys doing
1: uh pretty good. I think you you do raise an I'm interesting blown away.
0: an interesting point though because now so so there there is no time to die is my understanding. That's true. But you can die another day.
2: You can Yeah, yeah.
0: But tomorrow never dies. Right. And you only live twice.
2: So um, does this mean
1: yeah. also live and let die? I hate all of these titles. <laughs>
2: Now, did you know, because we hey guys we're talking about Tomorrow Never I'm the lies.
1: Bond fan. I hate all of
2: these titles. Alex, did you know that apparently this film was called Tomorrow Never Lies? Yes. I did but there was like that.
1: a misprint, and the producers really? were like,
2: ah, whatever. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> That's that one. I was Tomorrow Never
1: was, Dies sounds more 90s. Let's go with that. It, I mean, yeah. it, it
2: does.
0: I was thinking about this, of like, what would the the ultimate Bond title be? Mm. Um <laughs> I think tomorrow never dies is close. I, I think we're we're kind of like right right there. But yeah. I, I was trying well, to in terms think of, of
1: like in, ter- in terms of what do you think like if they did a parody spy sure, movie yes. what what would they do to to try and make it sound Bondian yes.
0: or like an, an AI generated title <laughs> yeah, based no, on a, yeah, feeding that's, it that's the great. previous Bond titles like because I think you got to get like a tomorrow or a yesterday yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that I think dies is strong and you could do like. Lives, uh, b- both of those are are kind of...
1: I to to live know. and die in tomorrow. Lives to die tomorrow today. Part two. The Fault
2: in Our Stars.
0: So... Yesterday Lives...
1: The Fault in Our License to Kill.
0: <laughs> Yesterday Lives Forever. That's what I'm
2: going for. <laughs> Yesterday Lives Forever is actually a pretty good Bond <laughs> title. Because they all have to have a, a, an air of, like... Saccharin like wispiness.
0: It seems sort of pretentious and like yeah, a thing that you might read on a fortune cookie. The little purple prosy.
2: Yeah, you flip it over and you're it, like, why are there a bunch of numbers on yes, this? Yes, they're all
0: either that or it's like gold something. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, these are these are our options. Thunderball. Like yes.
1: Or uh, then, then you have the wild cards. You have your your quantum of solaces yes. where it's just like, oh, what, you, what you literally we, had nothing.
0: How did, how did we end up on that? Yeah. yeah. Just you threw, you word. threw darts out of the source. Yeah, you just yeah. grabbed
2: one of those refrigerator magnet poetry <laughs> things. So we are talking about Tomorrow Never Dies, uh, Pierce Brosnan's second outing as James Bond, and uh, I'm Terry Gross, apparently. <laughs> uh, Alex, can you give us the scores on Tomorrow Never Dies?
1: Uh, sure sure thing, Terry. Thank uh, you. Let's, uh, tomorrow... My
2: cardigan is very warm today. I feel like uh, three
1: bugs in <laughs> one rug better than three bugs and three rugs right
2: well yes because then they'd be lonely or i on, just wanted to or on a on a weirdly progressive version of the brady bunch <laughs> <laughs> what? because it would be both they have to sleep well not the brady bunch sorry they did share a bed i guess i'm thinking of like i love lucy or something Alex, can you just give me the dang scores right now? <laughs> no need to get heated. Please. I'm sorry. I'm Please s- calm down. I'm so sorry. I'm heated enough in my wonderful cardigan that I... <laughs> with my mug of tea that I'm clasping with both hands.
1: So Tomorrow Never Dies. <sighs> uh, Ginseng. Directed by Roger Spottis- Directed by...
2: <laughs> yeah, wooed.
1: What a British name! From Very. 1997, it has a 57 percent critic score mm. on Rotten Tomatoes and a 53 percent audience score. Hmm. So this one seems to be a bit divisive. That is interesting. Interesting, okay. yeah. Now I, I,
2: I, I might we might have a flip. Last week, I I came in hot and said that I probably was with your team. T- I did. I came in. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Uh, suggesting that I was the one that liked Goldeneye the most, guys. I think I might be the one who likes Tomorrow Never Dies the least. Eh, I, I don't know. I did end up giving Goldeneye the middle grade. So
4: I,
1: I also like. I, I didn't really express much of my thoughts while watching this in our in our little group chat.
2: That That's true. You've do. you've
3: been
1: uh, withholding a lot lately, Alex. You've been withdrawing
2: into yourself and away from the group. What what is that about?
3: Well. I— there is an actual reason for this.
1: Podcast. When you worked with Anthony Minghella, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give you guys too much of a, a kind of a – I don't want to lead you guys in terms of True. like a certain direction when it comes to Bond movies because obviously like I'm super familiar with all of these and I don't want to – I don't want to – that's why I have such a hard time. Like I, I kind of leave it vague and I'm like I'm interested to see how you guys will feel about these movies right, instead right, of yeah. being like – I don't know.
2: Like you're trying to sway us one way or the other before yeah.
1: That's yeah, I get that, and I don't want to do that because then we get a license to kill where Tyler's completely blown away by the movie. I'm like, I, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> or we get a golden eye where he's like, uh, I think this is kind of problematic.
0: <laughs> now, now I do want to address something here. So, sure, license to kill, right? If it, when when Bond or or whoever whoever was involved in or kind of was the perspective of a view to a kill. Was that kill done by someone who had a license to kill? And was it For Your Eyes Only?
1: I hate all of these titles. <laughs> I hate all of them.
2: For your, I don't hate For Your Eyes Only. If you do a kill, is you, probably know worst. You know like, what, you it know it what, title, you
1: know what title I like? I like Dr. No. You know why? Because the bad guy is called Doctor No. It does have your favorite word in it. <laughs>
0: literally, the yeah, the, the either the bad guy or the MacGuffin is the uh, the name of it, or is the title of the movie. Are the ones that those are the movies that are the most straightforward in terms of like
1: Goldfinger. This is what it's about. The guy's Golden... name is Goldfinger. No, you're not GoldenEye. wrong. But like GoldenEye, Skyfall, yep. Casino Royale is literally yeah. just the location where a yes. lot of the movie takes place. <laughs> it's just like... Wow. Skyfall? That's where the entire third act yeah, takes place. Just, Have we just discovered what makes the best Bond movies?
0: That's very possible. Interesting. What does that say about No Time to Die, though?
1: Oh, uh, we don't talk about that. It's got a
0: motorbike <laughs> jump. <laughs> don't they all?
1: <laughs> nah, that's true. Anyway. Um, Tyler, I, do you want to get yeah. into your, your thoughts and then best thing, worst thing? Yeah, I can go first. Because um, you, you were the one who was kind of most disappointed with Goldeneye and Pierce Brosnan's yes. kind of and, introduction. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think this one... Took it in more of a direction that I could appreciate. Um,
1: By making it a cartoon? I
0: I, I mean, I don't know. I'm being hyperbolic, but... I I, I realize, I mean, for one, I have no nostalgia for this movie, and two, I realize that I spent all the last uh, podcast bashing a movie that you have nostalgic joy for. I actually um, have a
1: lot of nostalgia for all of the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. Um, Um, I'll get into my, my thoughts on it, but I do find this one at least entertaining.
0: Yeah. I I mean it's it's over the top but I felt like there is a lot of this that
1: to me works
0: a lot better and I think is a lot more prescient in terms of what is to come for action movies. Mm. Um and I think that is my best thing is the fact that this feels like and I I mean we'll talk about it you all might completely disagree with me here but I really feel like this is a movie that if not inspired, was at least a a herald of a lot of what we got in like the aughts, mm. um, because I think there is a lot. And I mean, for one, this does not feel like it is a movie. This the way this movie is shot does not feel like the previous bomb we, movies we've done in this it, chronologically up to this point. Not talking about like the crack movies, right? Um, it really felt to me like in terms of the the tone, the lighting, the overall presentation there there are things i don't like about it i'm not i mean i'm not like over the moon about it but there was a lot that i found really fascinating because it felt a lot more like oh this is like almost a modern action movie like we've almost reached that po- bond has almost gotten to the point where we're finally there uh, which right. is i had some similar thoughts about Goldeneye as well um the in the same way that like with license to kill uh i i very much felt like Oh, Christopher Nolan has watched this movie. <laughs> it was yeah. like, you know, I don't yeah. know if he hated it or, or or loved it, but Christopher Nolan has watched this movie. Um, I felt very similarly to this uh, with Paul Greengrass. I I've, I very oh, much wow. had the same the same vibe in terms of like this feels like a half prototype that is like sure. half in, half one foot in the Bond universe, uh, but then is also trying to like actually step into something that's going to be different. Okay, and I feel like there's a lot of that in. Ter- I mean. Obviously, the actual like filmmaking style is very different. Yeah. Um. In terms of the the quick cuts of the aughts and the teens, um, but a lot of the presentation, a lot of the I think the uh, action shots. I don't know, like the sure. set pieces and everything. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot there that I really felt like this has some DNA for where that is going. I also felt like this was, I mean, you say it's a cartoon, but I felt like it was pretty grounded in terms of not in terms of necessarily what was happening, but in terms of like the plot. Like, I think in terms of the way it was put across, specifically the introduction. I loved. Like, I was just like, sure. "Oh, this is like a really cool, like, kind of just piece to introduce Bond with." Where it's it's yeah. Bond, he's infiltrating this terrorist arms dealership camp, and then somehow the uh, is it the Russians mess up and, and shoot a missile? No, um, the British do.
1: Okay, the British the- are going to blow the place to smithereens, but then they realize there are nuclear missiles yes. present.
0: <laughs> and this is after like bond has been spying out the place and so they're see- they see who all is there and they're like oh we can blow them up and we can just like take out half of the, the also the isn't it
1: nice when bond actually does like some surveillance yeah. he doesn't just go in and immediately blow things yeah, up yeah it
0: was good <laughs> um, and then uh, and then he he has to jump in there and then he's like or basically they they're like get out of there you know you're going to blow up and this it's going to be chernobyl it's going to be terrible yeah. and then instead he he goes right in and he he knocks out some guys and then he gets into the jet and barely gets off before uh, the, the missile explodes. <laughs> the, the sequence ends with him <laughs> ejecting a man into
2: another plane, that
0: which was is so lovely. Good. It's and which
1: is, the plane just that's like, a very explodes. good way to escalate the gag of him using the ejector seat yes. on someone.
2: Yes, and it also has. Uh, I criticized the last movie for having very lame uh, quips, and it led to a quip that was pretty strong Why? when he goes, "Backseat drivers." Like, <laughs> He's this got had some good. I blocks. noticed
1: he had a lot more just one-liners overall in this yes. one, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about it because a lot of them, them did
4: not work. Or a
1: lot least. of them are really good. I like his opening where where he when he's at that that Russian um, arms bazaar, I think they call it, um, where he yes. he gives the guy the light and then he punches him out, and he's like filthy habit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which has, is supposed has... to be a meta thing of like, oh, James Bond doesn't smoke anymore. Mm-hmm. He has one later that's like they'll put they'll print anything nowadays. When he mm-hmm. like throws a guy, oh, yes, in the printing a, press. a, in a
0: sp- Some of them are pretty good. Some of them, I, I can't remember. I'll flip my head every the bad
1: single ones. one that he throws at Jonathan Price is bad. Pri- yeah, he, there there's some <laughs> except where it's for the one like, where he kills him. You forgot the first rule of mass media, Elliot. Give the people what they want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. th- there's a few in there that are like it's very much. Oh, you. You had no like you knew you wanted to put a one liner here, and did not think at all about how to like set that up. You were just kind of like uh, words. Yeah. Like we're like mentioning the, the thing that happens here in a.
1: Uh, there are so many he throws at Michelle Yeoh as well. Like he's like, oh, I think we've grown attached to each other, and he's sure. got the handcuffs. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's. Eh. It's like you. you, we you just needed it. a placeholder for dialogue, and you didn't fix it later. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right.
0: There's a, there's a good, I don't think any actor has worked. Any Bond actor we've done so far has worked harder to sell the one-liners. I will say, ha- or, yeah. or maybe, maybe the r- the right way to put it is had to work harder to yes. sell the one-liners, um, and he does a, he does a good job with those for the most part. I liked him a lot more in this. I like Pierce Brosnan a lot more, I think, in terms okay. of the way they're using him. Um, but I was going to say about the introduction, the introduction to this where we're just looking at uh, it's. I I don't know the guy's name, but he's an actor who is also uh, I believe. Uh, the adoptive dad of the Green Arrow, yes, on Colin Salmon, the famous TV show, The Green Arrow, um, and <laughs> yeah, he's like it, M's buddy. Yes, and and M's there, and, and which is weird because
1: like a... he, uh, like his other filmography, like he's mostly just like in, in like cheap action movies. <laughs> like he's in some of the Resident Evil movies. He's yeah, in interest. Alien versus Predator. Uh-huh. Weird,
0: but that's like it feels very much. I mean, they've got all these government people guys around yeah. and we're just watching stuff. And it feels very much to me like a uh, everyman uh, action thriller. like a am thinking sort of like a fugitive gotcha. type thing or a um, – <laughs> this is a weird draw, but like eagle eye <laughs> with a Shia <child laughs> LaBeouf. I know what you um, mean though, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Like, it feels very much like one of those where it's like, oh, this is some situation that would happen and then someone would get pulled in here and you know just like come out of nowhere and then and have, they'd have to figure out how to save the day even though they don't know anything like the first thing about like being an action hero like they have to yeah, i mean yeah. I, I guess die hard is the classic but like that sort of vibe um but it and to, again that that to me felt very much like a precursor to you get a lot of those and i i can't think of any other examples aside from Eagle Eye, um <laughs> but a lot of those um i think maybe <laughs> There's another one that's like floating around from my childhood memories. I think it's called like Vantage Point or uh, something yeah, like that. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, be, be, be that. There's a, there's a good handful of those that are all com- kind of from like that Jason Bourne era, um, where it's very much oh we're we're pulling in you know just some guy just gets caught up in this and I mean this could even extend as far as like the way Mark Wahlberg acts in Transformers, <laughs> whatever. Um, Or Shia LaBeouf and Transformers, whatever. Very much the same feel of action movie, where it's very much like, okay, we've gotten this guy, and like, oh, he's he's supposed to be, you know, down on his luck, and he's just a blue collar dude, and oh my goodness, he's he's saving the day. How's he doing that? Right. Um, I got a lot of the same vibes from that opening, and from I mean, obviously throughout the rest of the movie, he is James Bond doing James Bond things, but I think that that aesthetic is there, and that presentation and atmosphere of like. It's not grounded but it is sort of gritty I there, think there's right. there's a little yeah. bit more like kind of violence to it and things like that
2: and I think you're right about the herald the heralding element because I didn't think about it when you said Paul Greengrass like there's a there yeah very yeah. much so I, I agree a lot of those quick cuts kind of annoyed me because i don't like quick cuts in my action sequences generally speaking mm-hmm. but i felt like uh yeah, this, this one did work to some degree like i thought the car chase in the the parking deck was fantastic oh yeah i love that that was great mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and it had really some, cool. some pretty silly moment, moments that That's, i mean in a good way yeah uh <clears throat> and i have a question about that which we can get into later sure. um a question for my old friend gearbox alex Because he's Alex, Alex, he's always talking cars, (laughs) always showing off his talking shop about the Hemi, and you know, engines, the engines and the wheels, hubcaps, man. He's always putting little baseball cards in the spokes and losing like a like a belt. (laughs) Yeah, there's a fan belt under the hood, you know, pop pop that hood, throw some water in the radiator, the trunk started. (laughs) Put put a dead body in there. (laughs) <laughs> throw it in the ocean <laughs> get you a new corolla <laughs> I will, I will, why don't they put us in charge of car commercials i, I mean know, you're right like, why do they have Jenna? why is it just matthew mcconaughey and some liquor driving around <laughs> being like yeah well you know the great thing about uh well but mustangs or whatever we can we about. can work with that yeah we it's can just do like capri sun great thing but <laughs> mustang you can uh put a dead body in the trunk and, uh, drive to the ocean <laughs> they'll never know they'll never, never know. know no the steering wheel doesn't get, retain fingerprints <laughs> you're safe this car drives itself <laughs> so aside from all the missed opportunities of our careers what uh what is your worst thing about tomorrow never dies i think
0: that is my worst. um <laughs> you know I, there's nothing that like really strongly stuck out to me mm-hmm. um I don't know the, because I I did overall and I I guess I can while well, I stall to figure out a worst thing I'm going to talk a little <laughs> bit more about my, my best thing. Um, Jonathan Price as uh, the villain. I mean, for one, he's great, uh, but two, his villain, um, Car- Carver, uh, Elliot, Carver, Elliot Carver, Elliot Carver. That's that is like first of all, I feel like that's an accomplishment when I remember the Bond villain's name sure. in some of these later Bond movies. Like that's that means they've done a decent job. Um, but he. It, like he's a media mogul who is trying to engineer political and like national international disasters to yeah. make money off of it like that is so
4: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> like that's a very modern thing and it's it's not really done w- in a way that I sort of felt like this happened with uh Goldeneye. It's not really done in a way that is like grading now in terms of the technology mm-hmm. um yeah,' it does interesting. It, it, it I, come, I
1: completely felt that way. Interesting. Okay. Because well, Elliot Carver that. clearly does not know that the internet is right around the corner. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Sure. But no one he did. wants exclusive broadcast yeah. rights in China. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But I'm saying for the time in terms yeah. of that
2: being the the overall concept for a villain. Yeah. Um. And also, and, and, th-
1: and thematically, it's, yes. it's very relevant today.
2: Yes. And it's slightly different from the other types of James Bond villains we've got, yes. where they're like, we're going to control the world. Or we talked about this with Robert Davi. In License to Kill, yeah. where we liked that he had a that like okay, this isn't another world domination kind of kind Like, I, I I liked what yeah. this guy's and and also th- this guy's
1: plan was truly psychotic. Yes, that like he was this deranged. Yes, ah.
0: right,
1: um, and, and the and the way he goes on about it, and Bond actually. St- Tries to challenge him on on his his psychology. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and Carver's just like, oh, the the there's the the only difference between uh insanity and and genius is is uh, success or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah, that was like awesome. that's a very bond that was thing a to say. Good line. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and the the overall approach to the uh, like the fact that the, they hack the boat by messing with the GPS system, and it's yeah. an, it's not like the last one where it's like, oh, we're He's got a password set up, and like you know, it's this whole thing, and he's he's hacking the mainframe, and he's talking to the 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 Department of Defense at the Pentagon, and he's hacked into their mainframe, and he's got a, and you see see that in a ton of movies from like right around this time, and well after this time, um, but this one is actually I think fairly understated in terms of like oh they've they've got this like encryption thing that they've done to to get into the the ship's satellite systems to get them off course it's not like a big or they didn't like take over the ship's controls and then have the ship like drive off it was just like oh they they just screwed up what the ship was reading from the satellites and now it's like a little bit off and no one can find it like that's an interesting idea that Mm -hmm. is and they've got like a hacker character who's not completely over the top um i
1: thought that's a ricky J, right yeah ricky Mm -hmm. J.
2: Who is um, a magician in real life, correct? uh Uh-huh. Interesting. Apparently they wanted to have a scene where he, like, threw cards at James Bond in a fight. Because he's, like, a master, like, card thrower. Oh, that would be great. And he was like, I don't want to do it. Like, it could actually hurt him. (laughs) You don't want to see my power. And they convinced him (laughs) to do it. And it, like, hit him in the forehead. And they end up not using it for the movie. So it's, like, on the DVD extras or something. (laughs) The idea that
4: he just got this. That's
2: great. Um there's something else i want to say
1: about that whatever (laughs) (laughs) Um, he i i do genuinely think he is one of the better villains mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think he he does a wonderful job being super hammy and and like just enjoying the role but at the same time like in terms of me calling it cartoony i i guess i'll delve into some of the reasons why i feel that way um, mm-hmm. a little bit later but in terms of him I feel like playing a super eccentric media mogul I think it works I think yeah. it works completely I, yeah I totally agree although did you guys think it was a bit on the nose like when when Bond is about to crash his um his speech at, at his big party mm-hmm. towards the beginning of the movie where he's just like world domination, but not the way you think through the news or, yeah. or like, like his dialogue is so yes. on the nose of like, yes. I am the bad guy.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think that would probably be my worst thing is that in between a lot of these really good ideas that I think the direction of the movie is, is very well done. Mm. Um, there is a lot of like stilted sort of overly done dialogue. Sure. Um, I kind of felt this way about the last one too. Uh, but there's a lot of, Oh, some of it's a bit try hard. Yeah. Explaining a lot of what's going on and, and sort of excessive. Um, yeah. The, the stuff with the, uh, Carver's wife. Um, Oh yeah. Terry I, I did not hate, uh, which is amazing for a Bond movie considering the plot is he, he sleeps with another man's wife and then she dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, the way they handle that is a little bit more like okay, she she has some agency here. She's she gives him the information that he needs to continue investigating, and like she clearly knows the risks. And you know they they try to make that not so like you know yeah misogynistic <laughs> um, as w- we had kind of discussed in the last few episodes. Um, but there is a lot of stuff with her where it's very much they're like explaining their backstory, and that is another thing that works uh, is that okay. He's he's sleeping with this woman because he knows her, he has a history. We've talked about this. We, before. we finally
1: have a female character that has a prior relationship with Bond. It's
0: come up hasn't that come up at least once or twice before where they've done that?
2: I feel like I, I feel like this is similar, but I, I don't know who it is, so I might be wrong. Yeah. I mean I, maybe,
1: maybe I'm like some of the cold opens, maybe. I, I'm maybe. not sure if there's like I, a character that's actually like an integral part of the plot. Sure. Um I thought we brought that up before because of the fact that it's like
0: okay that that gives you a little more license to not make it so rushed and so just like okay it's whatever he's Bond he's well you also know.
1: apparently it was it was um, one of those situations where they considered bringing back one of the previous Bond girls like right. I think Pam from License to Kill was thrown into consideration huh. For, huh. for that part
0: interesting Well, that would
1: be nice um but overall
0: I think the way that they kind of tell their relationship uh and the way that there's a lot of flowery dialogue and and sort of that that combined with a lot of just this this script has got to be at least a quarter uh, you know like 25 percent uh one-liners like it's (laughs) it's bad um and and like i said pierce Brosnan he's doing a great job he's really trying (laughs) to make them work and they don't always uh so that would probably be my worst thing i mean there are the there are other parts of the movie that I didn't like necessarily, but I don't know that there's a ton that I, like, actively disliked. I just said, like, five times. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's this is my worst thing.
2: Uh, I, 18s, do you want Is it my turn? What? 18s. Ah.
4: You can go, 18s. I can
0: go. I don't really run, care. Run that by me one
2: more time. The 18s, they were the ABBA cover band in the aughts. Or, yeah, the aughts. So why... Because Alex starts with an A, and, <laughs> you know, he's a teen at heart. And um, Waterloo, I guess. So, it's <laughs> uh, actually good th- that I can go, because we've already kind of touched on two of my, on both of my things. I'm going to start my worst thing, which is this movie took my problems with the female characters in Goldeneye and said,
1: Oh, we can do worse. Really? For me, yeah. I, I exactly I, the opposite. Yeah, I, I agree with Britain. So, so <laughs> and, and, and let's talk about that. This, this,
2: here's, here's what I mean. And, I, and my worst thing is specifically the way they treat Michelle Yeoh in this movie. Interesting. I don't think Michelle Yeoh gets enough to do. True. Um Michelle Yeoh is amazing. She, I think, got her start as part of Jackie Chan's stunt team.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, has gone on to become this megastar. Like, she's amazing. Right. And it it was only in the last... 50 minutes that she actually became an active consistent member of the movie up until that point she like did like a christopher walken in the uh that fat boy slim video she walked on the (laughs) wall and i was like i mean i can get with this but and then but that's pretty much it like now when they actually utilize her in terms of action sequences she gets a bunch of good kicks and she did a lot of her own stunts. They give
1: mm-hmm. her a whole fight scene to yeah, herself. To
2: herself. And and I enjoyed that scene because I thought it was well done and I like her. But I talked in the last episode about how I liked that Isabella Skorpko wasn't like a stereotypical Bond girl until she totally was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like Michelle Yeoh, they did a really good job of being like, oh, these are just like two spies on a mission yeah. together. And he was kind of flirty and she was like, okay, whatever. But it wasn't really heavy handed. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem – and I was like – it was about nine, seven or nine minutes before the movie ended. I was like, "She may not actually, we may be good. Like, she may not, they may not, this may not be a thing." And then the instant I thought that he made out with her to give her CPR, sure. And if he had just been like, "Huh, ma CPR," and they're on this, they're everything, it'd be fine. But he took so long to do it, and then they and get the out romantic
1: of, music swelled, and the romantic
2: music, and then they're out of the water and they're making out, and I was like, I. If this had been set up better previously sure. in the movie, I'd be like, okay, I know what this movie is. I know it's Bond and all my problems with that, but I get it. This really felt like they went, okay, we've got this great character, but we're really just trying to not make you guys angry at us about feminism. But we still have to have her make out with James Bond. Like that still has to happen in this movie. And, and I maybe I'm being a little too heavy-handed no. there, but, but I, I just felt like I wish that they either hadn't had them – Make out at the end, sure, or had set it up better at, or well, or
1: set it up for longer. And I it, also just wish she were feels in the movie like, more. It feels like they have that ending set up where it's like we need the classic Bond ending right. where they're yeah, yeah, like, yeah. somebody is looking for them and they're yes. just kind of stranded and they continue to make out. Like we need that ending. Oh crap! The rest of the movie doesn't really fit it. Eh, have her get captured and Bond has to save her at the very end. Eh.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> I don't, do and I don't like that happening to women in movies. And I especially don't like it happening to Michelle Yeoh. Sure.
0: Now, points are noted, and I would agree
2: with them. <laughs> We're comparing this to the Bond girl from the last movie? Well, well, in the sense that I felt that Scorpco was another example of, like, she didn't fit – she wasn't being treated like the Bond girls have been treated in previous movies until she was totally a Bond girl. right? And I feel like this pushed that even further where they went, I really did not see Michelle Yeoh as, like, a stereotypical Bond girl mm-hmm. until, like – less than 10 minutes before the sure. movie ended. And I felt... So and, they, like, they, they gave me even more line before they before sure. they snapped me back. And
0: I, I guess, to me, that's the difference, is, like, this is so much more progress to me. <laughs> sure, and I, and I... Because she... Yeah. There's a point where she... And I... This is probably not, like, the first time they've done this in a Bond movie, but there's a point where she, like, handcuffs Bond... To a pole. Right. And like, I, I I'm like. going to go complete my mission because, like, yeah. I, I work alone. She actually says, I work alone. And I was like, yeah. Eh.
2: And, and maybe that's a, a better way to phrase my problem is that I feel like they tried to have both. True. And I felt like that's unfair because i i thought they were that was all very progressive sure. to, and then which, to like tack on the end of that felt not progressive and
0: and our usual disclaimer for anybody who, who might be tuning in uh we are talking about progressive for bond movies yeah, for that's bond movies. that's movies that's why i yeah. mentioned that yes, we're not huge talking... asterisk
1: yes yeah, uh, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, that
0: word yeah. Well, yeah that's interesting
1: um, that I, I feel like we're all kind of we almost have like a, like a triad going on here because Tyler's just like, I was okay with most of the romantic stuff. Britton goes, I had problems well, with the Michelle Yeoh stuff, and I'm going, totally I, I had problems with all of t- the Terry Hatcher stuff.
2: <laughs> I do also dislike sure. the way that she's brought in. They they basically bring her in with like a sticker that says, must be refrigerated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's um, just... Will yeah, we'll die before
1: other... the forty minute mark. <laughs> yes,
2: that's a whole other thing.
1: Yeah, it's a whole other, um, other thing.
0: The, the, and... and I mentioned that, but yeah, we can definitely get into that more with Michelle Yo yeah, specifically. I was very much like, "Oh, I, I feel like they're actually turning her into a normal character," and she, right. he
2: doesn't sleep with her until, until it, the very and, and the I, end when it, like when the credits roll, as they, they usually yeah. do. And I think that's my thing is, is, is that. Because they were doing so well for so long, right? It 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 stung harder. It, 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 it stung more because <laughs> yeah. I felt like they're not going to do it. Oh, they are going to. Well, do just because the last movie, it was very much like halfway through the movie, they were like, oh, yeah, check, yeah, yeah. Look like, at the time. And I was like, well, okay, but it's just, all right. I get it. And this felt more like they're not going to. Oh, but they're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. The, so. This, so um, I, yeah. Uh, so that, that and that was, I think, I was already at that point frustrated by like I haven't seen enough of Michelle Yeoh in this movie. And now I'm like,
3: oh, cool, Michelle, Yo, yeah, yep. Michelle. Oh, come on.
4: So it was kind of all a right. roller coaster, yeah, a roller coaster. Thing. Your best thing. I think we've, we've yeah, all Yeah, so got that got said, said my
2: best thing is Jonathan Price, full tilt. Uh, he's my favorite Bond villain it's I've true. seen so far. Certainly in terms of performance, uh, I loved, loved him in this movie. He's such a great actor. I'm just so nuts about him and everything. He has a line where he says, welcome to Saigon, that made me really happy. Because when I discovered him was through the musical Miss Saigon. Right, I did see that. Yeah, speaking of problematic casting, um, <laughs> but I love that guy so much, and he has—he he, manages—he has so much expository dialogue or monologues that he manages to make sound like natural and yeah. not just a list of his motivations. He able—he he like gives them there's a rise and a fall and tones mm-hmm. and like he's acting, he's playing a character, and we talked about the, the right degree of hamming it up. He never goes too far. It's a lot of eyebrow work. A yeah. lot of titching up the eyebrow, and his hair is just a little crazier. Mm-hmm. So, it's, on the one hand, he is giving a grounded performance, but there's no doubt that this guy's completely unhinged. Right. Which I is
1: love that of, we give him scenes where he's coming up with these headlines. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. just like a super neat concept. Yeah. In terms when of like, I, oh, this is how this guy thinks. Oh my God, Bond needs to kill this guy ASAP. <laughs> and I don't, you know,
2: in James Bond movies, I don't mind if the crazy guy is just like hopping around on one foot, g- cackling. Not that everyone's done that, but. But I, I liked. I, I've mentioned on this uh, show before the movie At Eternity's Gate, mm-hmm. where Willem Dafoe played Vincent Van Gogh in such a beautiful way, where he, he was losing his mind, but therefore he was getting calmer and calmer. His like, not literally calm, but like he, he wasn't like crazy. Right, but he was getting a little more frenzied. I don't know, you could see how his mind was fraying, but it wasn't. Unsettling. It was more unsettled, yeah. yeah. And and I feel like Price was doing a similar play of like, I can tell this guy's crazy, but not because he's doing these wacky, you know, Jared Leto and Suicide Squad kind Mm -hmm. of tics. He's just like, his eyes are getting a little frenzied and his eyebrow keeps popping up. And I don't know, I just loved every scene with him. I I, couldn't get enough.
1: Alex? Um Going back to the romance stuff, uh, my 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 worst thing is just gonna be not not Terry Hatcher or Paris Carver. Like the acting's fine. Right. I, I like the idea of the character. It it's kind of the thing that I talked about with Goldeneye where there's a lot of interesting ideas in Goldeneye that they do absolutely nothing with. I love the idea of an old flame coming back from a previous Bond adventure. Of course yes. it would have been nice if we had seen that Bond adventure, but um It's nice that we have somebody who knew Bond prior to this mission coming in Mm. um, and very clearly still having feelings there and then also being in a relationship with the bad guy. I think that's a very interesting conflict that that sets up for that, that character. But then like immediately, I cannot believe that Bond antagonizes Elliot Carver the way he does. Like, right off the bat. Like, he goes into this party, like, theoretically to try and figure out who's doing this. And by the way, we already know that Elliot Carver is the bad guy, so don't even give us this nonsense about Bond going, ah, oh, it could be somebody else in his organization. <laughs> right. We don't know. Um, we know who it is yeah. um but bond goes up in and he's like oh you know uh, like I'm I'm happy to be your your banker or whatever uh by the way uh you send off some some ships off course to get to to, to get drowned or whatever uh what, what what you up to there like he's he's clear, like he's throwing a bunch of puns at him being like I know what you've done yeah he's like oh You're- I'd be caught lost at sea adrift and it's just like Number one, that's very stupid to do when you're a spy. Number two, Paris is standing right there and Elliot Carver knows you have a pre-existing relationship with her. What do you think's going to happen? I would like to interject
0: for a moment where you, just to mention that. Your impression has made me think of
1: Lucas. George Lucas. <laughs> I'll tap a uh, vodka martini. Uh, pour it out. I don't actually like alcohol. I'll have uh, apple juice? <laughs> do you have...
3: <laughs> drink apple juice. Do you
1: have, have sobi?
2: <laughs> and he turns around in a tuxedo but his sleeves are rolled up.
0: My uh I, I I've I've recently uh, been told to try uh kombucha. I, don't...
2: <laughs> I hear there are trace amounts of that horrible stuff, but maybe if I just don't sip the last bit, I'll be fine. <laughs> it's like, all right, James, you need a code phrase, what is it?
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I
1: I do like kind of the overall arc that story takes with her ultimately dying because of Bond's mistakes. But then he never really faces any comeuppance for it. Yeah. And I especially don't like – the car chase that y'all are talking about in the parking garage is really fun. Mm-hmm. I hate that it happens immediately after he finds her sure. dead because sure. he's grinning. He's having a grand old time. Meanwhile, yeah. this past love was supposedly, based on what what they say in dialogue – horribly murdered right like apparently it was not like quick it's a weird tone
2: shift i will also point out i noticed he when he is i he he, when he's leaving the room and you know paris is laying on the on the on the ground and um he leans over and he's like the idea is that he kisses her goodbye Mm -hmm. and and he but it's taking him a long time I guess because he's crying or he's upset well he's not gonna cry he's too cool he's a boy come on mm-hmm. boys don't mm-hmm. cry come mm-hmm. on guys It won an Oscar but then he 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 like moves his head around a lot so it looks like he's making out with her <laughs> real quick before he leaves is this just weird and I and I think what it the the, uh, the intent there was that he's just anguished mm-hmm. but it looks like he's going goodbye Paris <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So bizarre. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. It, I will say it did not bother me as much um, as it could have, in the sense that if that had been a brand new character introduced, gotcha, uh, yes. and then they just immediately like it was like, oh, she's the wife of this this uh, newspaper person. Go, uh, go, go, get in good with her, and then he does, and then she gives him all the information unknowingly. Sort of like a uh, what's the girl in um. You live not living daylights, live and let die with the cards, right? Oh Solitaire. Oh yeah.
4: he he
1: tricks her into sleeping with him. Yeah. Yes,
0: and then and she was like the bad guy's lady, and then he tricks her into going with him. She does not die, as far as I remember. Maybe she does I No,
1: don't. no, no. The other lady in the film dies. Okay.
0: Okay. Well either way, uh, my point is that it could have very well been something like that where it's like, oh, this is just a girl we introduced in the first act for Bond to sleep with and get right. information and then have her die because of him um, at least this is more like okay they have history and she you know like knows what she's doing and knows that she's in danger and all this stuff like they they do a l- enough with that to be like okay well fine um, this is what you really want to do with your plot you've, you've made it as justified as it possibly
1: can yeah um, I think my problem is not so much like what happens to Paris. I think it's yeah. more just how dumb it makes Bond seem. Right. Right. Um and once again he faces no repercussions for that and once again, that's an interesting idea you can explore of, like, yes, he is very callous, and he doesn't really care, and he mm-hmm. can be quite cold, whatever he needs to do to get the job done. Do something with that. Don't just be super flippant, and then, like, he, we're supposed to buy him falling in love with Michelle right. Yeoh at the end. Like, that doesn't yeah. work at all.
0: Um, especially because they play Paris up as, like, oh, it seems like she is his lost love The, the yeah. that, like, got she away. She was and, the and, and...
1: one that almost got
4: in. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's weird.
2: Apparently Monica Bellucci... Was going to get that part, but then she didn't get it. Well, she auditioned, but didn't get it. And Brosnan was like, that was stupid. And then they did something very similar to her. In, they did, like, the exact uh, same thing Inspector.
1: in Spectre, but they just yeah. kept her
2: alive. Hmm. Where well, it turns out she's his half-sister. <laughs> What's your best thing, I mean, Alex? that
1: may as well have been the case. Like, God, that movie. Anyways. Um from them being taken to the giant skyscraper with elliot carver's face just on the side (laughs) of the building onwards i think the movie is just about perfect for a james bond action movie Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun mm -hmm. i love every single set piece in that that i guess last act and a half um i agree everything on the stealth boat like like I talked about in the last movie, like how I like Bond having a gunfight. Mm-hmm. Bond has all the gunfights in this movie. Yep.
2: I've also um, noticed though, he never uses his Walter pretty pretty cool. He uses like assault rifles and SMGs. He's just mowing no, he, people. He down.
1: uses he uses his Walter. Um, Does he? But yeah. mostly
2: it's mostly it's just for the rep, you know? Right. That's just true. For, like, like, oh, yeah. Just for the sponsorship, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Well, I like that there's a nice detail where he picks up, like, the new version of the Walther, and he's Mm. like, oh, I want Q to get me one of these. And then Pierce Brosnan's Bond uses that for the rest of his movies. Ah. And then I think Craig gets it in, like, his first movie, and then he goes back to the PPK later. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Um, but I absolutely love Bond getting in a gunfight against like an army and everything exploding and like, <laughs> and then of course Michelle Yeoh gets like all these wonderful moments where she's just like kicking people and flipping yep. all over the place. She pulls out like a little, uh, shuriken or something and kills a guy with it. There,
0: There's a point where she, yeah, and that she, it's like a hallway scene where she, she knocks out one guy and she throws a shuriken another guy and just like, uh, hits him right in the jugular and it's yeah. great. Um. And then Bond shows up, and he's just like, "Good that job." <laughs> yeah, that's all he's. It's not. There's not like a joke about like. Yeah. They don't have to. They don't have to do anything with that. It's just like, oh, he's he's impressed. He's he, res, he respects that she yeah, is yeah, also yeah. good at her job. And that, yeah, that <laughs> like, that's true. That and it was good. nice. And I was like, oh, did that just happen?
1: <laughs> I also appreciated how that I, I really liked the sequence where they um, right after Michelle Yeoh beats up all those thugs that kind of invade her little base.
4: Mm-hmm. They're
1: uh trying to figure out what their plan is and they're like all right let's go ahead and send messages to the chinese and the british to warn them about what's yeah. going on and then we can go ahead and get supplies together to go on this mission and then he's like all right i'll put the messages together and then the keyboard's all in chinese and he's like on oh, second thought you type <laughs> and then he's messing around with all the chinese gadgets yes. and he's yeah. and he's very clearly uncomfortable is that the i bit really where like,
2: like one of the guys she beat gets up and runs at yes. her and he just like shoots him no, lying. no,
1: there, and there's like a huge airbag or something behind yes. her, and she just triggers it, to, and it just like oh, knocks that's him it. out. That's
2: and he, he touches something that
0: shoots out like a bunch of pins.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He pulls straight. out like a like a fan, right? right. And then
0: yeah. he says, mm. "I always was a fan of mm. of Chinese, Chinese technology. technology." And yeah. I was like,
2: ah,
4: I, and that was a good one. I do, <laughs> and, and and
2: and I I didn't make this clear enough earlier. I do like that when Michelle Yeoh gets stuff to do, it's very good.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that entire sequence
0: with, and I guess we can kind of use this as a jumping off point into the. Extended discussion of the, the already forty-five-minute-long podcast. Um, that entire action scene with her and Bond handcuffed together, I think, is really fun. Mm. Yeah,
1: it's um, it's super inventive. They're switching. They're, they're having and, to, and like, it, and it's swap constantly positions. switching up what it's doing. Yes, uh,
0: they're on the motorcycle, and it's like, okay, they they have to use two hands, and uh, okay, now yeah. she's like set so that she's looking backwards so she can see mm-hmm. behind them while he's driving, mm-hmm. and like they keep the helicopter there's a helicopter, uh, there's a helicopter just doing stuff yeah. i'm
1: i'm talking about even before that like when they're at the top of the building yeah. and they they get into a little gunfight michelle yo kicks a few guys around and then they just jump off the building mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: and they're they're hanging on for dear life holding that the, the hoping that the carver big yeah. banner doesn't just like completely rip apart i don't know i loved all of that super exciting
2: what um, Alex, I have a question. So, so, the the new car he gets in this, it's like amazing, and, and allegedly, b- right. And he's do He's got his little Game Boy Advance that he's using to, to mm-hmm. steer it and everything, mm-hmm. right? But in that sequence, b- before, b- excuse me, before the car chase sequence, um, oh, what's the necros in this movie's name? Stamper.
1: Yes, Stamper, who I actually kind of liked. He's
2: fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him as much as I liked. Necros or uh, Jaws. Well, I, I
1: mostly like that they were able to build a personal grudge between him and Bond. Yeah.
2: So well, like, at the, from? the Living, to, Daylights, Living Daylights. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember a lot of these guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, Living Daylights. Because <laughs> he, li- I remember the of Newton. When, when they're me. in Afghanistan, he's the one that Bond knocks off the back of the plane at the end. Right.
0: Necros, the uh, the the sliding door killer.
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. that guy. Here at um, Necros, we believe
2: in. <laughs> Affordable podcasts. <laughs> we believe range. in affordable guillotines. <laughs> you shouldn't. There shouldn't be a middleman or a head on a person. Correct. And with our guillotines, we want guillotines, to end all heads.
0: <laughs> they need to be removed and burned.
2: <laughs> Cut off the head, and two more grow in its place. Not with our guillotines.
0: All right. We've now we've created the the
2: perfect marking. Now we have to create the company. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Um. Uh well, Okay, so cars And, and uh, before then Stamper and all his boys
4: mm-hmm.
2: Are trying to destroy the car And they're like Hitting it with sledgehammers Well, they're trying to get into it They're though. trying to get into the car yes. and, and the car's not budging mm-hmm. The sledgehammer doesn't work On the glass The bullets are bouncing off There's nothing But then during the fight During the car chase Bullets are breaking Through the glass suddenly Is that just we, the, the car became vulnerable Because the movie needed it to Or was some kind of mechanism Tripped or broken or something Do you see what I'm saying?
0: I'm pretty no sure fault. uh if I'm if I'm uh not mistaken um it it is exactly the same in video games which I'm pretty sure are perfect where you know <laughs> sure. you're yeah. you're driving the car and then as you continue to get hit more the car other parts of the car start to like also get damaged and like yeah, take damage. Yeah. So I think it, I think that's just how cars work.
2: I get I guess. but I mean the fact
1: that it was invulnerable <laughs> yes, and no, then I'm, suddenly yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. You are
2: so Alex I mean th- however did I miss something or or I don't I don't think there is. Okay. What's that
1: on the ground is that the script? <laughs>
2: I do like How, there's a hole in the yes. in the windshield and oh that's so good <laughs> and then somebody fires a like a, a bazooka and it just goes through the two holes. I
0: think Bond probably disabled the bulletproof glass somehow, yeah. such that it could set up that moment. It's so I think that's, that's a
2: probably great what moment. I,
1: I've got I've got I've got two favorite moments from that scene. The first one is when he fires he tries firing the missiles at the door and it, the door actually doesn't like yeah. budge or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like oh. He can't just go the direct way. He has to think – he has to think of another option. I like that. And then also – and this is mostly just for Pierce Brosnan's reaction. Like I said, tone problems Mm. notwithstanding. Um, When uh, he's driving over the spikes that he himself had set up earlier in the scene, which was nice. Um, And the tires pop on the car and then he has a little device to, to fill them back up. Yeah, and that then was fun. the the little smirk that Pierce Brosnan has, and like I think he like chuckles to himself. I'm like, that's good. That's and then good. St-
2: and Stamper's like,
3: everybody cheated, <laughs> woohoo,
2: etc. Correct. Uh,
0: yeah, and th- I mean, we talked about the we mentioned the fight earlier or the action scene earlier. I I really enjoy, and this is also a big part of where my uh, green grass vibes I think came on, came in for me because like. Having a car chase in a parking deck. I mean, I know that that's probably not the first time it's been done in any movie, much less these Bond movies. Um, I can't think of if it's happened in a Bond movie before, but that's a very like, oh, we're we're it's a it's a gritty real world spy thriller where where actions happening in this you know like concrete jungle sort of thing. Like that's that's a very modern right. approach to setting up an action scene, and specifically like it's it's really creative. Like the fact that he's able to drive it while being under the window so no one can actually shoot him and then he gets out so that they continue to think that he's in the car because they have no idea whether he is or not. Like that's that's really creative. That's a cool idea. There's tons
1: of little touches where it's very clear that they're trying to pay attention to the details. Like I don't know if you'll notice this, but like when he sends the car flying off the building, he he still has the horn going off Uh to try and warn people to move out of the way before it crashes. And
2: then it crashes in like an auto shop. Yes.
1: Well it crashes
0: in the I think it's an auto shop that is the same thing Q was impersonating. Or oh, I think so, yeah. So, like, where he's impersonating, like, a, a renter or whatever. For yeah. That, or, like, oh. an insurance person or something like that.
2: Q is just getting older and older. Yeah. yeah. Now, the
1: next movie is when he retires, right? The next movie is Desmond Llewellyn's last film. Okay. Because I really like seeing him in these Brosnan movies. It's just sweet. <laughs> I, I really love his sequence in this.
4: Yeah, it's well, just like. He's you know, just he's, like this he's cute list- old man.
1: He's listing off all the the types of insurance that Bond needs on the car, and he's just like, fire? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah.
4: Personal Baby. injury?
1: Hopefully not, but accidents do happen. They frequently do with you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's and good.
0: He's, he's like, oh, well, it's quite hard to to drive. And then Bond like you, grabs the remote from him and, and spins the car around and, yeah. and runs it back, and that. Stops like, right at their knees.
2: Good
3: stuff.
0: Yo, know, I was not. I was not ready to see uh, the In Memoriam for our boy. Oh, Kevin man, at the
2: end of this movie. Yeah,
1: I know. And his, but it was is his daughter Barbara
2: that's in yes. charge.
4: Okay, Barbara. Uh, his who-
2: daughter
1: Barbara Brockley and his stepson Michael G. Wilson.
2: Okay. So following the nicknaming convention of Albert to Cubby, I'm guessing Barbara's nickname is like Dano. <laughs> uh, this That's is insider
1: knowledge that I do not have.
4: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Speaking of names, um, it, yeah, yeah, Alex, we had we had stumbled across this, and I don't think we we told you about this, Britain. Uh, so this is a nice surprise for you. Um, we we were trying to determine Bond's middle name oh yeah and we found somewhere online uh <laughs> that at one someone which i think was a joke I No, think it was a, it what was what you, totally a joke because it,
1: it was literally the first story i found story in quotes correct and i was like oh there's there's like nothing to back this up like there's there's yes. nothing to back um, this oh it's a joke
0: yes <laughs> but it was someone suggesting that his middle name was herbert <laughs> uh discuss <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah.
2: james herbert bond I, James Herbert, fully loaded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's now canon. I think that, I really given like that, that we have not been given this information yeah. and they have not provided that to us, I think we can now. Yeah, because we have to, we have no like we can we can insert that. We well, can. There's make no that proof.
2: There's the no not no disproving. It's Schrodinger's Herbert, really. Sure. So I assume his name is James Herbert Bond. <laughs> yes, I believe one of the other suggestions as well that I quite enjoyed was uh, that
0: it was. His full name is Bond James Bond. (laughs) Yes. uh, Such that. So he's actually
2: just saying his full name.
1: That's that's also quite good. That's very good. He goes by his middle name. Yes. Oh, that's cute. How how did y'all feel about Jodon Baker coming back and playing basically a different character? Uh, was he playing a different character? no, no, he wasn't it was, it was still uh, uh Wade his CIA I, buddy, but I the performance felt very different
0: I did not remember him enough in the last movie, nor did he also do in this Tyler movie for me to be how that can confused? you not
1: Tyler how can you not get excited? Pierce Brosnan wears a naval uniform he's got That's the hat true. and everything
0: but see this goes back to. Pierce Brosnan being much prettier than Sean Connery. Oh man,
2: um, <laughs> what a hunk!
0: Where like Sean Connery is, you know, he's just just bumbling around for for most of his movies. And <laughs> every now and then you'll get him in a suit, and it's he's like a he's like a, a teenager going to prom. <laughs> like it's very hard to get him to like oh you know dress up, and so that's why I was so disappointed when uh, in whatever movie that was, he did, he did not ultimately wear a full sailor, sailor sailor's uniform specifically with the hat. Um, because that's the full, that's the goal, that's the, uh, you know, like the the ultimate, like Sean Connery being fully dressed in a in like a, a nice uniform with a nice hat.
2: That's like a cryptid. That's like you know you're you're looking for. <laughs> I'm basically just... the Mothman. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, I'm so, the Dog Man now, dog. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh,
0: but meanwhile Pierce Brosnan like it, it, it's not exciting because it's just like like Pierce Brosnan would be more exciting for him to show up in I don't know like those, rat- o- those overalls that overalls, wore, overalls would, would, <laughs> a good twice. yes that would be a good pool yeah yes. that would be good
2: um, so
3: does Pierce Brosnan get any
2: silly costumes in the next two movies Alex squeaky shoes or whatever I feel like he
0: probably put in his contract not to because he thinks he's better than us
1: yeah,
2: hey, let's go find him.
1: There is in in Die Another Day towards the beginning, and I'm not going to explain the context for any of this. He has a full full beard.
4: Okay, he's okay. grown
1: his hair out. Okay, he is wearing like pajamas, basically, and an unbuttoned shirt. So he's just got his like he he's got he's got no undershirt or anything. And Groot he's just and him hang out.
2: And Groot and uh uh not Groot freaking. Uh, Korg and Meek are over there playing. Fo- Correct, playing yes. Fortnite. And <laughs> okay. he
1: walks into a hotel. I believe I can't remember the location. It might be Hong Kong. I can't remember. Um, and he walks in, and he he goes up to to the the concierge, and he's like, "My usual suite, please." And they're just like, um, and then they give him a Werther's. Why do you why do you look like a bum? <laughs> but interesting. But see, even even then, though, there's context to this. i I'm, promise. I'm
0: assuming that he he still looks fit
2: yeah but also have you seen remember. pierce brosnan with a beard dude look up a promo for the sun like it's not too bad
0: and that's what i'm saying is that like you he's not actually embracing he he's they've given him a silly costume but he's like all right but i'm gonna make this silly costume still work for me he can't keep getting away with it yeah what i'm saying
2: yeah that's true his Yeah, see, look at that guy with a beard. Come on. No, yeah, that, that's that doesn't not, work at that's all. Not that's not a, goofy.
4: That's
0: like, not, ah,
2: Pierce Brosnan. I
0: need him to look – I need him in overalls and like a, a hard hat. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to say, not say a straw for. hat? Like a bil- a straw hat
2: would also be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Would be this reminds me of a joke on Pinky and the Brain where the Brain is like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Pinky goes, I think so, Blaine,
3: but why would anyone want to Pierce Brosnan?
4: It's <laughs> a great show. It's very good.
1: I really liked the gag where he's about to to do the halo jump out of the plane and uh-huh. they're like, "Um, we're actually kind of in Vietnam right now." And they're like, "Oh god, does he have any US markings?" Uh yeah, the 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 suit, the fins. <laughs> and then he just jumps. <laughs> yeah. Like, "I didn't
0: even say goodbye. The, that scene again. That's like a like that is a precursor to many, many parachute jumping scenes yep. that we get throughout. We have gotten over the years since then. Like it starts off. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's actually like a good, a good shot of him jumping out. Like, or yeah. stuntman jumping out. But <laughs> that's like a good, like, or we'll never doll, know. I don't know. Some, you know, whatever it is. Um, but like, it looks good. Like that's a really well shot. Like it, it you get the full breadth of like, Oh, he's, he's jumping. Like that's, it's, it's shocking. It's like, yeah. kind of you get the enormity of that. Um, I was, like, did, oh, I was not expecting that.
1: How how did you feel about the underwater sequence that followed that? Because you and I both infamously, if Bond goes underwater, there's like a 95% chance it's going to be like the worst scene of the movie. Sure.
0: I think the last few movies have done pretty well with that. Um, and this one, I didn't, it wasn't, at least it wasn't long enough for me to have a pro- I kind of liked that, the conceit of uh, her when when they like get into a scuffle when uh bon and michelle yo get into a a scuffle he uh or she loses her oxygen tank and has to like put it back in or or whatever there's something that happens there um so that at least they're they're still addressing because i I, that was something i enjoyed about license to kill was was him trying to like like he steals someone else's oxygen tank like that that makes it more interesting because then you're like oh there's stakes he has to like figure out the oxygen it's not just oh there's a bunch of guys and they're just shooting at each other with harpoons and hoping hoping for the best it's like oh bond's trying to get out of the situation and, and, and
2: it was short too i feel like the scuba scuba ones in the roger moore movies took forever yes
0: and you did not have to subject yourself to many of the uh any of the connery scuba
1: only scenes? only
2: if there was one of you li- lived twice that was the only one i saw
1: you mean never say never again
2: never say never again never say never again
1: it's okay they're both equally bad yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh
0: the scene with uh, we we referenced it earlier the scene
2: with kaufman ah uh, yeah is super good the great vincent schiavelli i thought that
1: I, was. i, I think that's also why i was kind of disappointed about kind of the way the find kind yeah. of is treated throughout that whole situation with paris because <laughs> that yes that is a very good sequence and uh I don't know. Just the interplay between the two of them is is really really cool,
2: and it's great because it's dark, but it doesn't feel like a a jarring tone shift. It's yeah. like, oh, this is serious. Well, Not like it, what movie it still is
1: able to keep its sense of humor just because Kaufman is supposed to be super quirky.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and- Scavelli's great in that scene. Yeah. He's very scary, he but then when he gets a phone call and he's like, but I st- but I can't!
1: Stamper! Quit yelling in my ear,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, all that was
1: funny. Yep. He's, and, he's, and he's very, very, very much well-played. a character
0: who, like, has just stepped out of, like, a series of unfortunate he, he is, yes, very um,
1: much. I, did you guys pick up on the dialogue, and this is kind of what I was hinting at earlier, where, where later Stamper is like, oh, Dr. Kaufman was teaching me about all this medical stuff and he was, like, a father to me? Mm-hmm. The brief dialogue they have did not... F- that did not come across. I think I missed that earlier line completely. Anyway, because Ca- <laughs> Kaufman's basically like, "Oh, hey, what, like I've got Bond here," and and Stamper's like, "Well, make him tell you how to get in the car." Mm-hmm. I'm like, this doesn't feel like a father son relationship.
2: Alex, sons were put on this earth to trouble their fathers. That makes watch so Watch sense. Road to Perdition, dude. It's right. Also, there why
1: is Stamper not the guy who went in there to to? interrogate bond or because the they because
2: they they could get vincent scavelli
1: <laughs> or or because it's the big tall blonde uh heavy and they need to save him for the end right yeah. the rocky
0: well that was because like the idea was okay he they used him to kill uh, paris. paris yeah but then it's like yeah we don't really it's probably all the services he needed to render there i he really, just really wanted to kill james bond which i was really was like on he
1: uncomfortable when when later when they're talking about stamper learning kaufman's kind of medical stuff and they pull out all these weird medical tools and they're talking about what they're going to do to bond and it gets like super dark Uh and he's just like oh i want bond to be able to to like his last moments need to be watching his heart stop beating like that's super messed up (laughs) But it also comes off as a very Bondian thing, so Yeah.
2: I was what hoping happened? Elliot would start singing If You Wanna Die in Bed from Miss Saigon. <laughs> <laughs> or he actually really should have sung American Dream in this movie. Man, what an okay show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been
2: Britain's Musical Hot Takes Corner. A little bit. <laughs> I like yeah, the, the translations s- aren't great.
1: I like the weird setup of Bond coming to the hotel room and him hearing the the news footage. And having it already yeah. like pre-recorded, oh, yeah, it yeah. it's very surreal.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: If it, it feels like we've almost gone in, into like inception territory of just like, oh, he's in a dream right now. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't I know. Need... There's a lot of stuff to like in this movie.
4: I agree.
2: Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem I had was was the one I mentioned about the treatment of Michelle Yeoh. But yeah. even that, like, there are so there are like things that are good about it.
1: Yeah. So. I, I had some small, little, weird plot things that I like. N- none of it really mattered, but like in the other underwater sequence, like we were able to follow what got Bond to that point and how he was able to, like, he grabbed the GPS thing and, and all that. I don't know how Waylon ended up there. Sure. Mm. And they don't really go into that, and it doesn't really matter. So whatever. Right.
0: Um, I do think that that scene—you you just remind me that scene is pretty cool because we've got the the outside of the ship collapsing kind of on the rock bed. Yeah. Um, And then that's affecting inside because like the missiles, missile racks fall down and they block the doors so they can't get out. Like that's, these are interesting underwater stakes as opposed to, I don't know, there's guys with harpoons and a shark probably. (laughs) uh, They set up
1: the geography fairly well. Yeah. It's cool. Oceanography, but yeah.
2: Mm. Aquography.
0: (laughs) We're getting less (laughs) useful as a term. (laughs) Yeah. Hydrography?
2: That's not quite right. water fee. <laughs> water pick? <laughs> yeah. <That seems laughs> hurt. They hurt. Oh my gosh.
1: Just a couple of, of other items that I wanted to touch on real quick. What did y'all think of the score? Did you notice it at all? No.
2: I
0: did, actually. I kind of enjoyed some of the... I, there are a few like remixes of the theme that I quite yes. into it. And, and real quick, the, the opening, Bond flies the plane out of the explosion... And they play it, <laughs> yeah, like they were yeah. supposed to. I in noticed. The when, last I movie. noticed when it
1: did
2: that.
0: I right. noticed the. And then there's. A, I think there's a few little fun mixes of that.
1: The main reason I'm bringing it up is that they, this one uh, is the first use of uh, David Arnold as the composer, and mm. he stays on through, I think, Quantum of Solace. And a lot of people think he's like one of the best Bond composers, and I agree. And I think even when I'm comparing it to the GoldenEye score. Like, this one immediately was more Im- impactful for me. Sure. I don't know. I, th- I yeah, thought it worked very well. I definitely well. it a
0: few times. I caught it. Um, I also wanted to mention the opening title sequence was...
1: That was the other item I wanted to touch.
0: Yeah, lar- largely... I mean, probably boring, I would say, but it would not have made me physically uncomfortable to watch that in the theater. Right. Um, it would not have made me be like, are you, are you all like seeing this? Technology!
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Screens industry. It's, it's got like a th- like it's like a white background for a lot of it. Um, there's there's like guns and stuff. It's yeah, just kind a lot of, like
2: of binary, a lot of Digimon's running around. Sure. Um, what y'all think of the song? I just kind yeah. Of,
1: Cheryl Crow did it. And, and I I, no, really? I was expecting Tyler to be like, "Oh, Cheryl Crow." I have to be more excited about. I this. did
0: not even because this this the song like I was so just like. With these movies, I've gotten so... You, you didn't soak up the song? I didn't. I didn't soak up that the song. That was good. Yeah. With you. these movies, I, I didn't, like, uh, or I, I've gotten to the point where I, I don't really look up ahead of time, like, oh, should I get excited about the theme or whatever? Because I've kind of just assumed it's all going to be largely generic, mm. um, and then I let the movie surprise me. But this the time, the song, I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems fine. I, didn't, I definitely would not have been able to tell
2: you that it was Cheryl <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I don't know or, who wrote it, because she didn't write it, I don't believe.
1: Well, originally well, there was the supposed problem, to be. Maybe. This is very weird. I I can't remember what the other song was called, but there was originally supposed to be another song used, and it's actually played in the credits. Mm.
2: Oh yeah, um, it had to be you. No, it wasn't that one?
1: Was it that one? Um, I think it was just called "Tomorrow Never Dies," and it's uh, huh. Katie Lang.
2: Oh wow, Katie Lang has a beautiful voice.
1: <sighs> yes, it was. Oh,
2: Is it uh, to the tune of the Love Never Dies song from Love Never Dies?
1: It was originally called Tomorrow Never Dies, the Katie Lang song, but then they decided they wanted to use Sheryl Crow instead, so they called that one um, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, and then they changed the Katie Lang song to Surrender, and then they stuck it in the credits. But the chorus... The chorus is used in the actual film score, which they do for some Bond movies. So... They use the song that ends up being relegated to the, the end credits as, like, the through line of the music. It's very weird.
0: Okay, well, so the, these are fair points. But also, the the, the, the title, the Sheryl Crow song does not have the title in the song, correct? Yes, it does. Okay. Doesn't it? Maybe. I literally did, like, just listening to that song, I, it did not register anything to me. Guys, what if the whole song yeah, had been written? Yeah, she like, says it. Yeah, she said. I think she it says it at like the end
1: of the chorus. Continue, Brittany. but
0: but is it? Well, I need to finish this line. I think I'm, so, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, go I'm ahead. Sorry, go Brittany. Ahead, okay. no. You go so ahead. so is it like? Did I miss this? Is it is it is it energetic at all? Like is no. There any sort Basically,
1: of- she belts the chorus, and then at the end, she kind of she kind of ends it by saying "Tomorrow never dies." If I remember correctly, <laughs> because never like.
0: Dies. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna get her for that, just have her do like a normal Cheryl Crow song. Yeah, because like, why not? Just I, just go for it. I actually like...
1: didn't feel like her her type of vocals really fit this song exactly really yeah. well.
0: She she does bright, cheery like pop yeah
1: that's,
2: what it. Yep. that's why i wanted it to be written like all i want to do is have some fun and that fun. would make me happy
3: so that would be good like, there's a crazy man trying to make a big newscast and kill everybody and a chinese lady wants to kick people too but i'm over here just hanging out with my fun gun in my big car and all i want to do is kill some guys <laughs> Tomorrow never dies. i got a feeling tomorrow never dies and all i'm gonna do is kill these guys until the sun comes up over Santa Monica of Art
2: in this one, James is like a California guy. <laughs> like, board shorts and just, like, hanging loose, guys. California bonds.
3: California, yes. California bonds. <laughs> on such a winter's day.
0: <laughs> I was thinking the Katy Perry. <laughs>
3: oh. Okay.
4: <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs>
2: California bonds are undeniable. It's kind of the same thing, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think I have to change. Alex, you're the Katy Perry expert. How would that one go?
1: See, you say California girls, and you think Katy Perry. I think the Beach Boys. So that, that, I'm that, all throwing. I'm weird. throwing out away.
2: I was in California dreaming. Right.
3: Okay. Oh, could be California bonds. <laughs> <laughs> well, East Coast bonds are hip. But really. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really dig those suits they wear. <laughs> <laughs> what if there was? What if
2: that was about each different actor?
3: Yeah. Connery is hip. I know he's old and needs a hip. <laughs> Roger so, hold, Moore is just, basically your dad. He's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> and David Niven did one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh wow do we have anything else <laughs> no I don't I don't have anything else I don't think so Terry Hatcher had really big hair sure and was pregnant while making the film sure yeah so do you have a recommendation I do do we do letter letter aids before or after that I, you know I'll do it now the it's... podcast does what the podcast <laughs> it's, it's does it's a living breathing thing yes Uh, Yeah, so a few days ago, uh, I was just having a rough day, bad you know, depression, all that fun stuff, and I was trying to – all these movies I wanted to catch up on, and then I just had this thought and I was like, I'm going to do – I'm going to watch something. I'm going to do exactly the thing that I need to do right now. So I watched a little movie, by which I mean a literal 86-minute movie called DOA Dead or Alive. This is an adaptation of the video games, the Dead or Alive video games, and it is a dumb, stupid, good, bad movie. I I think it is just so much fun. It's – the premise is – uh, fighters all around the world are doing stuff, doing whatever, and then a shuriken appears and they catch it. Maybe they just skydived out of their uh, withdrawn Japanese village. Sure. And they catch it and it says, you are invited because Eric Roberts is holding this big fighting competition okay. and okay. everyone's got to show up and fight each other to win $10 million. But yep. uh, but is there something afoot? And I have to watch the movie to find out. Um, it, qualifier for this movie it's based on a video game that is just about women in bikinis punching each other. So basically all the women in this movie are like hyper-sexualized. Like sure. There's volleyball games for no reason, bikinis, and like Jamie Presley is always walking around in like a star-spangled bikini top and like jean shorts. And if the movie didn't just go, look, we are a dumb, stupid movie. And I still hold it against the movie. But it's just... It'd be different if you were watching a movie that was trying to, like, defend itself somehow. Mm-hmm. And this movie's just like, what? come on. It's, it's directed by Corey Yoon, who made the Transporter movie, which I never saw. Ah. Um, but, yeah, it's just if, if, if you want a dumb, easy, just check your brain at the door. Uh, you got Jamie Presley. You got Sarah Carter from uh, Falling Skies, a show I really like. And she's great mm-hmm. on, on that TV show. So I, I cannot recommend more. One of my favorite good, bad movies, DOA, Dead or Alive. And also, while you're at it, uh, quick, I'm not going to do a recommendation next week because we're doing a special thing. Check out Michelle Yeoh's filmography. Oh, boy. She's such a great actor. She's a great stunt performer. If you want to see her acting chops, I would say go to like Memoirs of a Geisha or recently Crazy Rich Asians. I thought used her really, really well. Um, and if you want the stunt work, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Come on. It's great. They fly around. And also she did a movie with Donnie Yen in like 91 called Wing Chun. She's just awesome. Y- you know, uh, if y- you want to see more of her, don't watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2 because they don't use her at all. But um, Also, don't watch The Mummy, The Tomb of the Dragon that's Emperor. That's right. She's in that. Yeah, <laughs> And it's quite bad. But most of the stuff she's in, they use her really well. She also
0: might be – in a decent amount of Guardians Three, I was gonna I, I was going
2: to say yeah. yeah that that could be a tease for later. Yeah. so, uh, so uh, you know jury's on. I still fun. out on that one. Uh, she's just a really great performer that I think uh, you can always have a lot of fun watching. So DoA Dead or Alive and Michelle Yeoh, which is close to a Bond title. It actually it actually is it actually is Tyler. <laughs> You're so right <laughs> like about if you that. Did, like uh,
0: Dead today, tomorrow alive, or something <laughs> like that. Like
2: you could okay yeah. Return to Cinder, where he's like fighting an <laughs> evil postman.
1: Yes. DTTA
2: <laughs> DTF mm. <laughs> Alex
0: No uh, time to dead alive
2: tomorrow. <laughs> no time to dead. Tomorrow never dead. Dead what? time to know. Gold dead eye. Huh? What are you doing? <laughs>
0: Gold uh, dead redemption. Hey.
4: Alex, what are you doing scores? for your letter grade on uh...
1: I have I have no idea what I'm doing for my letter grade. Because 'Cause I'm not sure I can say it's better than Goldeneye, but I feel like I enjoyed it more than Goldeneye. And I feel like this discussion we pointed out a lot of things that work more about this than, than stuff that work than that worked in Goldeneye. I don't know. I'm kind of feeling a B minus, but I kinda of wanna to wait to hear what you guys say.
0: I think I'm gonna go B.
1: All right.
0: So uh for you Bond Bond fanatics seeking up at home, I I think my top 3 are The Spy Who Loved Me, License to Kill and Tomorrow Never Dies, which well, I just I, feel like I, it's probably I not believe, right.
1: <laughs> I believe uh Goldfinger also has the same Did grade I get that a B? Okay. Well, I think well that you makes me to feel... beat. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh C minus. Ooh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know me <laughs> i'm glad
0: you're keeping down our averages because we, we, we may have stockholm syndrome at this point <laughs> honestly
1: but i mean i, I, I mean, don't but you
2: know whatever
0: well you could have stockholm syndrome from watching these when you're a kid so yeah that's true that's uh
1: there's no earthly way of knowing i think at this point i'm just gonna stick with a c plus i'm gonna i'm gonna give it the okay. same grade that i gave Goldeneye. so
0: i like this one have i given any of them a b minus I think that's, like, a weird hole that I never actually, like, put up movies in anyway sometimes. Like, I just, like, don't think of that grade. But.
1: Yeah, doesn't look like it. Sounds about right. Yeah, that's. No, wait. Oh, wait, oh! Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> keeping saw, us on our toes i saw i saw a b minus next to a c plus i'm like wait wait what's going on and i'm like oh he gave x-men a b minus and he gave specter a c plus oh
0: <laughs> wait which okay never mind
1: this is what happens when we throw all this stuff out of order it's yeah. fine
0: i am i will say i think if we uh be, and this kind of depends as well on the next two movies if we had not done the the craig movies way back when I think we would have to take a, a break to do the Bourne movies in between there mm. because uh, I think yeah, that is a,
2: I can see that, yeah, for sure.
0: A, that would be in the same way that Indiana Jones is kind of like... There, there's an influence there. I feel like it's the same deal of yeah. seeing how they're handling these.
1: Probably right.
4: Yeah, My recommend,
0: recommendation for this week is Eagle Eye, which I have not <laughs> seen in 10 years. And, <laughs> you know? I don't even know. That, did that come out 10 years ago?
2: Yeah, it did. Right? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Alex, you want to get onto this? Recommend Source Code or whatever? <laughs> Maybe like uh, okay, but that... Valiant? I don't know.
0: Okay, but now I really
2: want to watch Eagle Eye again. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Who, else is Who else is in that? It's uh, it Shia LaBeouf and... Is that Michelle Monaghan? Yes. yes. Oh, she's
2: great. Yes. Michelle Monaghan's awesome. it's <laughs> a 27% number on Tomatoes. What? Oh, cool. What about, what about Vantage Point? Let me pull up Vantage Point. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to recommend uh, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> okay. Uh, Big Ray classic. Park fan over here.
0: Did that come out in 2008?
1: In 2007. Close okay. enough.
0: I was going to say because both Eagle Eye and Manage Point came out in 2008, so that was a very, like...
1: Well, you know, I'm going to recommend Indiana that was definitely Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal for. Skull because that came out in 2008. There you go. Manage
0: <laughs> Point, here we go. 34% of run. Hey. Who's in that?
2: Is that Forrest Whitaker?
0: Uh, Didn't this Quaid's in that. Dennis Quaid it hey, is Forrest Whitaker a little yes. vitamin D yes yes <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is the guy who has he has a a, a camcorder of the like bombing right. and he's got a
2: because it's a bunch of different people are all witnessing this because they all have a different vantage yes. point yes correct I remember when that movie came out yeah and I remember watching that when I was younger being like this is the coolest thing I've <laughs> ever seen they're rewriting the
0: cinematic language meanwhile it took me like four years to finally see The Dark Knight so like <laughs> take that for what you will <laughs> for my my younger taste <laughs>
1: The Dark Knight, it's no vantage point. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> You've been seeing all of Dennis Quaid's photography? <laughs> s- what are we doing next week? <laughs> so next week,
2: guys, we are talking about Joker starring
1: Jack Nicholson. <laughs>
2: you're going to say starring... Joker. <laughs> Joker, starring Frank D'Angelo. I
1: thought now, you were going to uh, say starring some guy. <laughs> okay.
2: No, we are doing a – we're doing a mega-sized episode next week, everybody. So go ahead and get your, get your stretches in. We're going to talk about Joker, and then that's going to kind of uh, blend into our 2019 in review. We'll probably talk about the Oscars a little bit, but that's not really the focal point. Um, really, we're all just going to be getting together, sharing our favorite movies, some stories and songs – Um, We're just going to talk about 2019, you know, uh, and the the year of movies that it was and some of our favorites, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe some of our disappointments. You know, we'll laugh, we'll love, and we'll learn together. Uh, So that's next week, Joker and 2019 in review. I haven't seen Joker yet. I'll be watching it soon. I'm excited to see what I think. No,
0: so uh, I want to – Specify, though. The the reason we're watching it is because Zazie Beats is up for uh, best supporting actress I, right?
2: I you know what in my head she sure is. <laughs> uh what a great actor.
0: Uh, yeah, we 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 figured it is uh, it did get the most nominations. Most nominated uh, movies. So, house, so we figured it would be a, a good time to catch up with that. Uh we'll do R- The Rise of Skywalker and Terminator Fate Dark uh <laughs> at some point. Um Terminator Grimdark. Yeah. <laughs> Terminator Grimdark. Terminator Deep fake? Deep fake? Cheap fake. Uh, that that'll that'll go somewhere down the line. This was just we we thought we'd throw this one in there because yeah. it's relevant and want to talk about some of our some movies, some movies that are off the beaten path of this podcast.
2: Yeah, uh, just kind of get in there and chat about them
0: because I think they're movies that like we would not probably be qualified to talk about um, long term. I think we would spend a lot of time just being like. Oh uh, yeah, did you see this movie It's very good. Yeah. But within 5 minutes we can say, we can give a quick synopsis of why we like a movie. Yeah, we so, can just kind of you know, th- run we can make it list. sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh outside of whenever the next Transformers movie is, so.
2: <laughs> Indeed. I think they just signed like two more spin-offs?
1: I think I I just like Probably. stared into the abyss when you said that. <laughs> 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 I Aren't you glad this is the premise for this podcast?
4: I don't want it no
3: more. <laughs> Wasn't it your idea?
4: <laughs> yes.
1: Specifically Transformers, though. I think I'm I'm, I'm okay. And know. that's
0: how we started. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it and... can only get worse. I also realized the other day that uh, with No Time to Die coming out, we will finally have brought our, our third franchise full circle.
1: Theoretically. The
0: goal is to outlive all of these franchises. The goal mm. is to just keep going until we are the franchise. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is neat that we get we get that bond. That is kind of uh, cool connection. Finally, because there was like five years between Spectre and No Time to Die for whatever reason. So it's neat that we're we're getting back around to that one after we because we've we've seen a couple of Transformers movies go by. We've seen a couple of Spider-Man movies go by. Yeah, we've seen batons, Alien and Predator. And
1: Die yeah. horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible deaths. Yes. So, yeah. That would be neat. Well, yeah. Uh,
2: so, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. And uh, as you've heard in previous episodes, if you write us a letter or something, we will read it on the air and talk about it. So if you have questions or comments, you can reach us. But, Tyler, how do they do that? Well, uh, pigeons? <laughs> Trains? <laughs> <laughs> tell a pigeon, he'll come and tell us. The, Pony the Carver Express. Media Group Network. <laughs> the Carver exactly. Media Group Network. Um, <laughs> I get all my letters from CNN. There you go. Specifically,
1: you, can, you, may, you make you make a little little paper airplane and you just throw it up at the satellite. It'll yes. gab to us. Yes, we'll, we'll find us.
0: <laughs> you can find us online at Here Come the Sequels You can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us through email at Here the Sequels at gmail.com. You can also look us up on iTunes and on Spotify. You search Here Come the Sequels. There's probably another thing. I miss them all the time. It's fine.
2: Yeah, uh, but guys, <laughs> we're out there waiting for you, ready to talk movies. And I think at some
0: point we should uh, we should invest it if if. Uh, the the Maybe. first goal, if we ever get large enough to like support a Patreon, be like, oh, let's have a Patreon. I think our goal needs to be, to have a to, to get a burner phone <laughs> where people just text and call, they leave voicemails, just call us anytime. <laughs> they can call in if they catch us while we're recording the podcast. They can call in and we can be like, all right, you're on speaker. What what you got? And we just <laughs> we just roll with it.
3: Yeah. Why do you say such mean things
0: about me? <laughs> uh. con- contact us at nine four three. Whatever area code that is, yep. I, I don't.
2: Now I gotta look it up. Ah, <laughs> huh, this is a text from Jay Shoemaker. That's weird. <laughs> uh, well, he while he's doing that, Alex. Um, how you been? What's your favorite kind of snack
1: chip? It's a very good question.
2: It is, now, you know, how, it really how,
1: is. How far, how far can we can we extend this? Do, do oh, go Alex,
2: to... the realm of snack chips is vast and fertile. When you think about it, a fry is a snack chip.
1: That's true. If you're in Mario, like, if it go
2: you're in
3: Mariel, England, what, what,
1: Does it go to fries? Does it go to like Cheetos? Does it go to like yes. Cheez-Its? Like, how far are we going?
0: Just what are you? Grain based, I think yeah. is what we're looking at here. Okay, you could
2: say bread. You can say
1: toast is your favorite (laughs) snack chip, I think. Really, you can say anything. Just get a loaf
2: of Wonder Bread and just snack on that.
1: You know, people say, I'll have some chips and I'll just say, you know, just some water.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, he does do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm told that the largest city with a 943 area code is Overland Park, Kansas.
2: Hey, where's my my OPs at?
0: <laughs> Which appears to be close to Kansas City.
2: But hey, you know. went up to Kansas City. So that's on where we party. are. Now. Yep. We're hanging out here in Overland it's Park, uh, just blasting out our. It's very
1: difficult for me to get Kansas. the crocodile submarine to, to, to Overland Park. It's but, quite
4: inland. But <laughs> exactly. I make, make do.
0: We're we're just blasting we're blasting Kansas we're, we really are we're guys just, you know, just
2: dusting the wind and whatnot point of no return and we will carry on Closet Chronicles um, uh, t- song for America I that's I think that's by the band America I don't <laughs> it was they think gifted it to themselves
4: it could be. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. was a fun podcast. Again, <laughs> huh, <guys>? <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, everybody. Clearly, we're, we're out of steam. So we're going to go back to Kansas, and we will see you all next From week. From our podcasting From our podcasting <laughs> We're going to rappel down and go back to our jobs. And uh, until next week, I'm Britton. I'm Tyler. And I'm Alex. And, and you're having a good night.